What's up, y'all? Shmeev here, and before we get into this, I just wanted to give y'all a heads up that uh, the What is a Juggalo podcast has made its triumphant return with an episode about me, a not-Juggalo. Um, I kind of asked Semi as a joke whenever he put out the feelers to uh, see about who would want to be on the show to keep it going, and I was just like, why the fuck not? Let's let's see, and I was, I was vouched for by the, the Jekyll buddies, which I appreciated. Uh, so I chatted for an hour about my life and uh, that kind of stuff and how kind of the, the way that it ties into my experiences with Juggalo stuff. And it was a lot of fun. Had a blast. Um, and so you should go check that out. You should give a listen to them, show them some love. It was, it was really fun. And they, they do some good stuff. Um, so yeah, with that out of the way... Look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's a shitty album, it's just garbage people being garbage forever, whatever, it sucks. Listen to discretion is advised, bye. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, juggalos, juggalettes, and those who don't identify as such. This is Juggalo Judgment, where two friends take time out of their busy schedules to sit down, listen to, and analyze music of the Juggalo variety. You're joined by your hosts, Mike and... Shmeave. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing great. That's good to hear. It's, it's you know, I mean, this is coming out in February, but, you know, it's a new yeah. year, new us, and we can just look at look upon everything and reflect and be happy about it. For those of you who are jumping yes, in. Yes, right, right now, we can look at the things in the past and be like, yes. yeah, yeah, great, cool. After this... At the end of this episode, we will no longer be able to look at the past and say, yeah, that was all pretty good. <laughs> if you're jumping in for the first time, welcome aboard. And if you, you shouldn't have started, you shouldn't have started here. Go literally been... anywhere. This is your last warning to go to literally any other episode that we have done. If you have been sticking with us from here on out, uh, welcome this back. might be Skip your last one. It might be your last stop. <laughs> I feel like this is just a lot of, you know, setting up for failure. Why does it sound like that, Shmeef? What are we listening to today? Trash. Uh, anyway, let's get right into it. No, that's not true. No. We, should, we should crack open a... F- you know, does this deserve a, a, a Fago to crack open? I saw right, some guys, water we... from last night sitting on my, my bedside table. I could just drink that instead. Well, no, because you got to think about the reasons why the little girl in Signs never drank all the, like, glasses of water <laughs> around there. I mean, maybe she so. drank it, but, oh, she said it was contaminated. That's why she didn't drink exactly. it. Exactly. That's, That's why she did not. I forgot. She didn't, she, she left it laying all around and also did not drink it. She left it around literally as a plot device. Yeah. Swing away. <laughs> we are listening to the Supervillains album, Furious. This was an album that we were... Very, I was on the fence with, you were pretty much against it originally. And the reason was because early on in Juggalo Judgment, we had tried to listen to the Slow Your Roll track, which is not on this album. We got one verse in and we were done. I still to this day have not listened to it all. But Supervillains is actually the longest hyped supergroup that Psychopathic ever did. Uh, first being announced in 2002 between the um, Esham Acid Rain compilation, which we didn't talk about, but we'll probably 
go over uh, a few of the tracks in the future um, when we cover like com- uh, sorry not compilations but um, features because ICP does a couple tracks on there um, but between that and the hidden supervillains track on the Wraith this was a three year gap and from what I've found I mean this was hotly anticipated a lot of people were excited for E and J to just go all out and Shaggy would, you know, be doing his thing too. <laughs> that, that's, that's really what it was though. I like, like his, he doesn't really no, have like an identity. <laughs> but no, it's, it's not that it's, I mean, think of about 90% of ICP's music. Yeah, I know. I, and that's, that's what it would have been like. So I know Shaggy. So for this to have been just, waiting and waiting and waiting in the build for it. The result, based on what I have seen, was less than stellar. That's uh, that's phrasing, yeah. If you'll remember, way back whenever we did Psychopathics from Outer Space 2, one of the first songs, I think it was the first actual song, was considered a supervillain's track, and that was Conquer, mm-hmm. which featured... Uh, Insane Clown Posse, Esham, and Anybody Killer. I feel like I remember that being, like, good or something. It was a really cool track. Like, we enjoyed it. And at that time, like, we didn't fully know who SV was. Like, we were like, okay, it's going to have ICP. It's going to have Esham. Oh, ABK's on this track? Cool, he's going to be in this group. And obviously, that was at an era where, you know, ABK's being featured on everything. Him doing the background stuff in The Wraith... Uh, him being featured on Blaze's album, you know, Hatchet Warrior was was out around that time. So he was, you know, being hyped as their next big thing. ABK is not on this record. Could have been a saving grace. It could have been. I, I actually doubt it. It probably wouldn't have been. Oh, uh, well, yeah, more than likely. What we do have... Probably would have dragged ABK down, honestly. Mm, mm-hmm. What we did get... Was Insane Clown Posse, Isham, and Lavelle. This is the only project from Psychopathic that Lavelle is on the whole thing. He's done production, as we've mentioned in the past. He's done production for uh, some of Twisted stuff. I believe he may have also produced something on Colton Grundy. And he's done guest features, things like that. But this is the only thing that he did as a full, like, member of something. It's kind of left field because Lavelle was not officially, to my knowledge, signed to Psychopathic Records. This is kind of similar to what happened with Mars on Dark Lotus. So while he was there as a producer, he didn't have, like, a, you know, a locked-down contract. This entire uh, record was produced by, it says, recorded and mixed entirely by the supervillains in Parts Unknown. If I remember correctly, ICP, Esham, and Lavelle were known as Team Supreme. So they were handling a lot of the stuff from Psychopathic at this time anyways. Uh, The only thing that was different is one of the tracks, uh, the beat was created by Polar Bear, which we have mentioned him before. I can't remember what album that was, though. I think it might have been on uh, A1 Yola. Yeah, probably. Um, we have 
the four members of the group rapping under aliases that was not done on the prior SV tracks, like the, the ones on like Repentance or, or whatever. They were just rapping as, you know, Shaggy Tudo, Violent J, Isham. But we have them all going under different aliases that are meant to be like, I don't know, villains of a supernature. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. comic book shit. I found my notes for uh, Psychopathics from Outer Space Part 2. Mm-hmm. And for Conquer, I just wrote a supervillain song that follows the concept they laid out. Mostly with Jay, but it's there. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. So, I'm going to refer to the booklet a couple times here. Because each member has a... Not necessarily a solo track, because one of them is everybody else talking about the one person. But they've laid out the, basically, like, the biography of each character and, like, their powers and shit. Because I, admittedly, don't have a whole lot to say about this record. As as the juggalo of this show, I feel like I should have more to say. And I legitimately don't. So I'm letting you guys know that right now. Uh, I mean, they have to give you material to work with. So... But but that said is, from what I understand, my wonderful co-host has apparently a lot to say about this record. I'm honestly really looking forward. We have not really discussed our thoughts on this besides very, very minimal stuff. We'll I mean, it, if you follow me on Twitter, you've probably seen already. Uh, you pro- yeah. And you probably saw this. I mean, it's January. <laughs> like So whenever you're actually hearing this... You're, well, now you're probably getting the idea now of how ahead of the game we are now, which is pretty nice. You know, if yeah, and we're hoping to stick with that. <laughs> so I think that's enough rambling about the lead up to the album. And I guess we should probably get into the album itself. But before we do that, we got to crack open a motherfucking Fago. And I do this for you guys. Not <laughs> this garbage fucking album. What do you got, buddy? I have here in my hands a Fago Moon Mist with a real kick. Nice. What do you got over there? I have something that fits my mood for this. I have in my hands a genuine, delicious red pop. This is slander. If you you remember... I only drink red pop when I need to be bitter. <laughs> because I don't care for this flavor too much. Slanderous little bitch. <laughs> and guess what? Bitch. <laughs> Just laying the fucking groundwork for this album here. Let's awesome. crack these bitches open. Let's crack them open. Oh, God. That's some good moon mist. Oh, it tastes like Diamond Town. Fuck. What dipshit. All right. So bad. Track one intro. It's all over. Hey, it's an intro. We'll just talk over this. All it is is this uh, person talking, and they give a little bit of, like, a tiny tidbit here and there of each member of the supervillains. Something that I'm going to state now 
We are going to hear Shaggy's hoot up on every single track in our samples today. Every single one. Do you know why? All he does is the choruses. Well, it's him doing the 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 cuts. He's he's mixing it up on the ones and twos, but he does all the hooks and not a single verse. Damn. It's a slap in the face, honestly. Because I'm sorry to say, but if I had to deal with Lavelle as Mr. Hart on nearly every track, um, again, kind of annoyed by that. Yeah. Do you have anything really on this one, though? Yes. Uh, I'm going to save it we'll for pause. after this. Okay, okay my bad. To the rescue. Let me roll through these in order here. All right. First track. I really like that first track, actually. Um, I like... There's a really good use of metaphor. Um, all over the place, like, just taking shots at, like, rap beefs and just the, 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 the idea that they ruin, like, kind of the substance of, you know, your rap and stuff like that. Because, like, whenever you get right down to it, a rap beef kind of just is a distraction from the actual shit that you could be doing. I think it's like a, a really interesting take on that kind of thing. As a person who isn't much into into rap beefs in general, like I'm like, whatever. It's just two people yelling at each other but rhythmically. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I like the I like the use of, of metaphor in, in the title and like just really good puns on the word beef. Like and just the I, I like his his statements on the the danger to one's health, uh, in, in like just relating it between, you know, the rap beef, but also the food beef and the problems that they will cause you in your career and in your life separately. Uh, for the second track, uh, I mean, pimping is apparently incredibly easy for our boy Doom and uh, uh, the super sample that he has on that, uh, it's kind of in and on and off for me, but uh, it, I like what? it overall. Uh, I've, I've listened to it, it like it, it grew on me over time. Motherfucker, and I, I love the samples and beats in this, dude. It is okay, a fantastic stop, track. Stop, stop, stop. What? Stop, stop. What? What's up, Mike? Rest in peace to MF Doom. Yes. Shmeev, what? Do we have notes for Furious? I have four pages of notes for MF Doom's second album, Mmm Food. Uh, I listened to this one. I listened to Supervillains Furious one time, decided it was not worth any more of my fucking time. This album's fucking trash. I hate it. I hate every fucking second of it. It sucks shit. <laughs> That's what I have to say about it, and I, I, I'll, you know, I'll have stuff for uh, the beginning of a couple tracks, maybe. But uh, goddamn, I 
had no fucking interest in this album from production to lyrics to the people fucking making it. This album is shit. <laughs> mm, food is very good, though, and I, I, I'd like to talk about that. So <laughs> what do you have on these on these tracks? Like, wow. So I I still have to try and carry this episode. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I remember a few things that I, I from from my listen that I was going that I was thinking about bringing up, but I don't remember where they happened because again, this album is just terrible. And I have memory of one one fucking track because it's so fucking stupid. Go ahead. This is just another. It's kind of a rehash of what the intro was, except they're rapping about themselves now. Holy shit, wait a minute. They rehashed something? Yeah, I know. All right, let's... I'm going to get this out of the way now, too. We have multiple times mentioned where we get disappointed where they have a concept and they throw it out there and maybe, like, say say for a Joker card, Mm -hmm. maybe three or four times they say, oh, yeah, this is this character's album. We should mention them in the song. (laughs) There is such a thing as oversaturation on one's own album. <laughs> they are not subtle at all. Like we're going to I'm I'm going to get I'm going to get bitched at for this for having complained that I want more and then this album gives me all that and then some and I'm like yo too much. <laughs> like This is going to be our worst episode yet. I don't think so. Oh, I have I'm a lot pretty... of interesting things to say on the album. <laughs> Just not this one. Yeah. I, I have inter- I think I have interesting things to say about this album. I mean, if you want to hear it. <laughs> I want to hear it. The people want to hear it. If, if you want to hear how I think that they they call this the soup of villains, and then they just proceeded to be the worst versions of their actual regular selves, and there's nothing fucking mm. super about them... <laughs> There's nothing fun and villainous about this. They're just like, hey, what if I was just like a real piece of shit? Like, I just like, what's the fucking what's what is this? Like, why? Why should I fucking care? Like, isn't this what Dark Lotus is supposed to be? Them being dark and all this shit? Like, no, no, no. Dark Lotus is supposed to be them being dark and spooky. Oh, okay. This is just them being dark and garbage not even dark really they're just garbage like they're just fucking garbage man like i don't know what the difference between this and anything else is supposed to be except like on on like a joker's card or something like that they're like jk guys it's actually about god (laughs) (laughs) and and the sad thing is is we don't uh... even we don't even have a whole lot to like base lavelle off of Mm. you know he he did release his own stuff outside of Psychopathic prior to, you know, working with the label. I've never actually listened to it. I know that uh, Lavelle actually was in a group with ABK. Um, and I own that CD, but I've never listened to it. And I probably should have done that at one point. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, this... We're this entire record is going to give us just rehashes of what they do. It doesn't make it interesting. No, no, it really and doesn't. I, I, but I will, I will actually, I will actually argue against you on one thing. 
I think that the production on this album is not too bad. I think there are some tracks that have some stellar instrumentals. And, <laughs> like, like, no joke. There's a couple of songs on this that I really do like and I listen to outside of this album. And if it would have been just, like, if they would have been, like, on a Psychopathics from Outer Space where, you know, it's, oh, all these people are doing a track together that normally don't do a track together, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But in the idea of, and, and I'll, I'll even point out, like, this, the song in general, like, the, the first one I'm thinking of, it's my favorite song on here. But having this be just a group that, for one, some of the time they seem bored <laughs> when, they're, when they're rapping. Me too. And I'm not going to lie. Well, I think that actually the biggest offender of it, it's kind of, it's kind of sad, is Violent J. There are times where, like, he has he has good, like, metaphors and shit throughout this album, and he's not bad at rapping. But his delivery on on much of this seems kind of like punching in the time clock and doing the 9 to 5 uh. to just kind of get it over with. If anything, the person who has, like, the most passion in all this is Lavelle as Mr. Hart. <laughs> and that's not necessarily a good thing No, for, for a significant chunk of this album. Isham is rapping like Mr. Spade. That's Isham is Isham, straight up. Yeah. And Mr. Club is an ICP chorus and backgrounds. So I have nothing else on to the rescue. I think we can move on to track number three, which is Furious. Sworn to kill and torture and destroy. 42 carats to every rock that I'm wearing. Shining like a mirror ball, beaming and glaring. It's the diamond man. Everybody's in trouble. Super villains on the move, feel us rumbling rubble. My nature is angry, always prone to be pissed off. Coming out the room, I rip the doctor's wrist off. Seriously bent on world domination. Super villain is my only affiliation. Wasting off billions of people, and for the millionth time, I don't care. I throw your fucking heads in the air and shoot them out of the sky. How about if you die with a broken beer bottle hanging out of Line the world up and shoot him in the back of the head. I swing a bag of diamonds and I'm smacking him dead. Attacking him super duper, Mr. Diamond Extraordinaire. Leave a trail of blue smoke in the air. We're serious. We're so serious. We're serious. We're so serious. We're serious. We're so serious. What do you have? I don't know. I feel like I want to hear your stuff first. <laughs> so, Doom is just too good to let himself get dragged by haters, is what's going on here. He, he talks about... He, he does, like, an, an interesting play on, like, the shooting fish in a barrel thing, but he refers to crabs in a barrel, which is, like, not only the fish in a barrel thing, but he's also got, like, a double layer of that where he's talking about, like, the... Uh, like the the way that like crabs will like climb on top of each other and kick each other down to like get out of a thing, but then like all the other ones will just pull that one down and be like, "Nah, fuck you, you ain't escaping," because you can't let another person succeed, <laughs> even at your own peril, where it doesn't help you to get out. You, you won't let anyone else get out either, and he's just over top that, munching on them, eating rappers like breakfast. <laughs> That's Potholders. Great track. So Furious. Um, 
my main note is we angry girl. Yeah. <laughs> Which is basically what the chorus said. We do have two other Super notes here. Dupa angry. Ooh, First note. Mad. First note. Mr. Hart, chill the fuck out. Second note. Mr. Spade, chill the fuck out. That is in reference to dropping the F-bomb. Uh-huh. This is in that time period where we're going to hear it quite a bit. And so guess like, what? Yeah, that's the this thing. is not the only this is not the only song that I'm going to mention that note on. <laughs> that, You're going to hear it more these. than once that, and I don't care. That's the thing about these like whenever it's like oh, we're the super villains so we're super bad and we do all the bad stuff. This that's all. That's my excuse for why I'm just a real piece of shit on this and it's like well okay, but like Violent J, if I go to your other works here, then like and like Wizard of the Hood, what do you mean, gay fag slayer, my friend? What is that? Like, is it bad there too, or is that the okay one? <laughs> like, if there are things that carry over into your ah, I'm bad doing the baddest stuff that still exists in your other work, then I don't think you believe that's the bad part of this character. <laughs> but Mr. Diamond didn't say it in this song. Oh, he'll get to it. I <laughs> know. I don't even have to know it because I don't. I don't. I didn't really do any lyrics lookups or anything like that. Like I said, listen through it once. That was enough for me. I feel like, you know what? I'm taking that one. So you I suffered more. You, I'm the juggalo and I suffered more on this you one. Said, just, you said that you were just, going to only listen to Freaky Tales once when we get to it. And that's just going to be a live listen like we've talked about probably. Yes, this is so true. So you know what? This is my one. Fuck, I, I have the right. <laughs> You do, and let's 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 be completely honest. You run this show. <laughs> you could literally say, "Mike, fuck you." <laughs> so, like that is your prerogative. I'm not I'm not holding that against you. My uh... doesn't Eshawn refer to himself as a Black Panther somewhere in one of these? And I was like, "Why are you I think making he does. that reference?" And yeah, I as think a he fucking does quote-unquote villain and not even like that's the other thing these aren't like they're not portraying themselves as super villains in the way that like they're in in my opinion there there are a couple kinds of super villains to be honest there are the ones who are just you know mustache twirlingly evil and they do the bad things Mm -hmm. and stuff and those ones are fun and over the top and stuff like that they make big lasers to blow up planets and stuff cool and then there is like the ones where it's like oh this is like a person and something has gone wrong mm-hmm. and you can understand where they're coming from even if they are wrong themselves you know but they're interesting in a way these guys are not interesting <laughs> like he's just a dude who's like i want to kill people and it's like okay so like now why is is this his view on the black panthers in that case because fuck you isham <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> I I have no idea, and I don't think that we'll ever have an answer. I don't think he knows, to be honest. Like, I, from what I've gathered of Esham, I don't know much. But you know, I've listened to two albums of him and heard him here and there, and also just seen the various things that happen between him and anybody who works with him. Apparently, <laughs> and he seems to not understand his standing with literally fucking anybody. <laughs> You may be right. You may be right. All right, let's move on. Track four, Mr. Club. 
Mr. Club, fuck it up, say what? He's a nut on the cut, cut it up. Other DJs shut it up. It's the club, just a thug on the wheels of steel. Fuck how you feel, show these other DJs how you kill. My DJ, he gets down, mixing records as they go round with the big fat beats. Like, give a bitch a bone. Mr. Club, take these motherfuckers home. All right, so I mentioned before that there are four solo tracks, basically songs where the person's talking about themselves. Four character uh, but, tracks. But, but Mr. Club does not get to rap on his own song because he's just the DJ. So this is where I'm going to actually say some stuff. Okay. I'm going to go and refer to the booklet. In this booklet, we got... Little comic drawn character, as well as a bio. I'm gonna read some shit. So they actually have what's very interesting. Uh, they have one of those, uh, like those rating scales, like you would see for like how powerful a, a hero or whatever is in various um, uh, abilities. Mm-hmm. So. Rating scale of 1 to 10. They said uh, rating scales 1 is human, 10 is immeasurable. Strength, 4. Intelligence, 6. Charisma, 7. Wisdom, 5. Dexterity, 10. Resources, 5. Close combat, 7. Range combat, 8. So Mr. Club, I'm not going to go with like his, his associates and all that shit. That's dumb. Uh, super abilities. Mr. Club can unleash hundreds of razor-sharp discs flying with the precision in any given direction, all of which cut right through their targets and return to his crates without missing a beat. He is able to play supernatural music immensely loud, which makes his enemies, including entire armies, drop their weapons and dance in some sort of hypnotic dance. Mr. Club can explode human eardrums with his high-pitched noises and frequencies, which also disables most high- and low-tech computerized equipment. For special weapons and equipment, Mr. Club's turntables have numerous features, including 14 known firing features, a force field device, as well as well rocket boosters that enable him to take flight with incredible speed. He has thousands of razor-sharp records. Not one disc has ever been left behind. Their material source is unknown. Mr. Club also possesses two giant speakers, carpeted titanium boxes that produce 9.0 earthquake-level rumbles, as well as noises so loud their frequencies cause hurricane winds for hundreds of miles and tsunami storms coastside. So this no weakness. Hold on. And one more thing. Known weaknesses. In places without electricity, Mr. Club is rendered powerless. He draws his power directly from the area's energy supply. Also, deaf people are completely immune to his sonic attacks, but not his razor-sharp flying discs. So this bitch could <laughs> fucking spin up world peace, but... But he's a villain. This is that... This is that, but I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs thing. Have you not seen that before? Are you familiar? No. <laughs> what is that? I think it was a Spider-Man thing. It was some scientist, I guess, that turned himself into a uh, pterodactyl or whatever. And he's like, you could cure cancer. He's like, but I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, um, that sounds like, uh, I think I think it's Sauron in X-Men. Maybe, yeah. I think is what it is, actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, that's, 
that's that's him. That's that's the Mr. Club. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was showing me. I looked it up. <laughs> and it was Spider-Man. Okay. Well, I just remember the character from, from the X-Men show. Uh. So that's why. Did not realize this was in a comic. I don't <laughs> want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> so, yeah. That, I, would, I, would, that, I would be turned into a dinosaur. <laughs> so that's all Shaggy does on here is... is Cuts and yelling occasionally. That's exactly what he does. He, he doesn't speak. He cannot. Well, he like, can. He can yell things, like, but like there's a couple times. Like I can't remember what what song it is, but he says something in the beginning that's not yelling and it's not the chorus. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like go back in the booth and do what you're supposed to. Because <laughs> that's clearly what they told him to do. It's it's frustrating that that's all that he gets to do. And I mean, like I said. We get to hear Shaggy on every sample that we're doing today because he's on every hook. Yeah. So, I mean, that's meanwhile. Cool, meanwhile, on the track One Beer, uh, MF Doom can outsmoke, outdrink, and out pizza the competition. Ooh. Uh, there's also uh, a very sudden mid track change in it. Uh, like, the. There are two beats that go in this, and one of them is it's it's like a stark change between the two, but they still like sound really nice. And the second one kind of reminds me of like a Tangerine Dream thing with the synth lines in it. I really like it. Oh, sorry. Uh, real quick, um, Mr. Diamond, oh, chill the fuck out. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> there we go. Up next. Um, Do you have anything else? No, I don't. Go ahead. Track five of the van. In the van, drunk driving, pull over by the cops, wipe a gun from their holster, licking off shots, sped off in the flash, mashing on the gas, got a helicopter hovering above on my ass. There's a black van following you, a figure driving, shimmering diamonds on his wrist, no surviving, it's wartime. Said he know where we could get some funds Out this bank in North Hollywood Full body armor suit If the pigs come my way You know I'm a shit And the man through a tunnel Headed straight for a truck What the fuck? So I bust Till I blow that bitch up All over the road Madman in the van No love, Mr. Hart Keep a weapon on hand The van. The van. Mr. Diamond. Chilled the fuck out. Yeah. So what's the next uh, MF Doom song? Oh, you don't have anything for this? <laughs> this. I, I really actually, it's so stupid. I really like the hook for this. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I don't either. But I didn't like... This is a weird album, and, and it's like it's got tracks that I like, and I just don't like them as supervillains tracks. I just happen to like them. Literally, this could have just been like an ICP E Shaman Lavelle song, yeah. and it would have been just fine. <laughs> like, I could totally get that. They they kill all the time, and they were like, oh, we're stealing yeah. shit. That would make sense just as a track for them. Yeah, it's almost and, as if. <laughs> so, like, 
I don't mind this one, but I don't have anything like super analytical. Oh no, we totally proved that one person right. We're not analyzing shit. We're just complaining. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Whoops. Well, I guess I guess we have to change our stance on Dead Body Man too. I'm sorry, Dead Body Man is the best song ICB's ever come up with. Classic. Five out of two. I mean, if you're just jumping in today on this album, then yes, Dead Body Man is the best ICP track that you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, so the next MF Doom song. Meanwhile, over in mm, Foodland, we have Deep Fried Friends. Uh, it's an interesting one uh, because he talks. Look, all of these tracks names are like named after food in some way. Okay. Uh, okay. I didn't. I didn't talk about the first one, which is called Beef Wrap, and then the second one was Hoe Cakes. Um, right. Whenever because whenever you're talking, I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? I, I should also point out that Schmeef did mention this to me earlier this week. He didn't. And I thought he was it. fucking joking. I was kind I thought... of at the time. I didn't make. I didn't make the decision until after that. So. There you go, guys. We're all having surprises here. <laughs> so Deep Fried Friends, though, um, it's it's an interesting one because he's talking about like he, he talks about like the good parts of like friends and stuff like that, you know, be, being there for you and stuff. But then he he also talks about his own like clear issues with like connecting with people on on a deep enough level for that because of like, you know, if you're in a position where you've been like exploited by people that you thought you were close to a lot, then like it makes it hard to bring more people in like that, you know, and he's, you start keeping more people at arm's length and it just continues this cycle that you then can't break out of. Uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of, kind of a sad one, but it was, it, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of back and forth for it. Uh, and also, this is the first track that kind of has a hook. It doesn't have one like in between verses. It just has one like at the end. Most of these are just straight verses the whole way through. Like he has like a short pause and then he's like, all right, next verse. Or he'll have like a little um, interlude from like a sample from something. He pulls samples from fucking everywhere. <laughs> this man. <laughs> I've never listened to anything by MF Doom. Yeah, he's he's got I, things from I like that I'm old movies and like the occasional like spider-man thing here and there i'm i'm genuinely like intrigued though i recommend this album well you can't say that we haven't gotten to the end yet oh, i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> so track six guided scratch missiles. that Got my sights on the stage, spot the blast one. Send a missile, hit it straight for all the gun. Downtown with a population overrun. Scoping off the whole world, about to have some fun. I can see the red cover full of pretty bitches everywhere. Got a supermodel titties in my crosshairs. All y'all about to die, man, I don't care. Send my fireball bitch with the red hair. Got a missile, seek them out, blow them up. Anything with a rainbow's fucked. I'm a bad man, bitch, don't worry about shit. Send a missile with your pussy with my bomb ass dick. No love, fuck that, I want everybody dead. Hit the water supply and fill it up with lead. I forgot about that stupid fucking hook. Jesus Christ. What are you talking about? It's like one of the best ones on here. That could still be true. It's not, but it's kind of catchy in, in its own terrible way. 
this is about missiles. It's it's about missiles. You don't say. It's it's cool. I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm really sorry. I I did my notes last night. This is how this is how this this album lead up was for me. Says so we're, we're track six. There's 15 tracks here. I, I I don't think I pointed this out before. I bought this album in 2008. I got this the same day that I got ABK's Road Fools. So if you remember, oh, damn, I was, that was a at bad my day for you. I was at my <laughs> I was at my uh college orientation and bought this in the school bookstore. They had two copies of this. Jeez, and guess nice. what? I ended up purchasing both of them because I bought the other one for the girl I was dating at the time. I don't think she gave a shit about this album. Well, like she liked ICP and <laughs> Twisted and whatnot, but I don't think that she gave a fuck about this album. I can't believe you bought the worst of ABK and also the worst <laughs> of the entire fucking label in the same day. What are you talking about? We haven't come to ABK's worst yet. Uh, well, at least I don't think so. We'll the worst out. to that point. To that point. <laughs> um, but I remember buying this album and listening to it and thinking, what the hell is this? Like, I had only been listening to, you know, Juggalo music for a couple years at that point, but I was, like, so confused. And while there have been a couple songs that over the years, I'm like, this song is great. Most of it is like, I'm not listening to this album beginning to end because I don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> so my lead up to this was, oh, man, we gotta, we're going to cover that Supervillains album. Like, I'll we'll have to, like, build myself up. I listened to it the first time. I'm like, you know what? This isn't too bad, actually. And then listens two and three happened, and I was and I was drained. Why did I lie to myself after listen one? <laughs> I, I'm going to say we say this every time we come across an album that we're just like whatever with. If this is one of your favorite albums, I'm sorry. I'm I don't have anything of substance to offer you. I get That's so... That's the thing, though. Neither did the artists. Like, like <laughs> but but again, we I, I, I complain so often about, like, oh, man, this was a cool concept. I wish they would have, like, done a little bit more with it. And then they just, they heard that. They, 15 years ago, 15, 16 years ago, they heard it. It was transmitted into the past. And they were like, yo, these nobodies with this podcast said they wanted this, so we're going to ramp it up to 200%. But that's the And thing, then though, they did it, and it th hurts. But they didn't, though. They didn't lean into a cool concept at all. But that's the thing. They have, they have a title of a track, and then that's all it is. <laughs> and then they, there's no, there's almost no, like, we, we praise, like, Violent J for his storytelling. And there's almost none of it here. And before you say like, oh, no, they're totally telling stories in here. No, you are giving me two sentences of something that's happening. That's not a fucking story. Yeah. Like, look, that, I think it, it, it does not happen. There's like one track, maybe <laughs> one or two tracks where it fucking happens. And the rest of it is just it's it's we're angry and mad and you're, we're so evil. Look, let me, let, me, <sighs> let, me, let me give you some storytelling here, right? Last night I played Stardew Valley, then I stayed up way too long in a Discord chat with my friend, got to bed at four in the morning, and 
then I woke up this morning. That's a story of what happened last night into this morning. Was it interesting? Fucking no. No. Sure, I did storytelling, but it sucked. <laughs> and it wasn't about anything interesting. These tracks aren't about anything interesting. They aren't about, like, you don't... There's nothing interesting about any of what's going on here. It's just like... You, you can't no even tell a good fucking crime story. Well, god damn it. There's there's no substance. They they literally they could have come up with something very very interesting. But the execution's just not there. Like like I said, I see why there's people who are disappointed in this record. Maybe it's because they put Lavelle in there. Maybe it's because they decided to go with, you know, comic book supervillain theme as opposed to just being violent J and Esham trading off verses, basically trying to one-up each other like they were prone to do at that time. I don't know. But this seems like such like the biggest 180 that Psychopathic has ever decided to do at this point and it it does not it does not compute. If if they just if they just came out with this album and they were like, yeah, here's our new album, some guys who suck shit, I'd be like, well, all right, you, you're I'm, you, exactly Nailed what it, it says on the label. You did it. But like, Super Villains kind of like, it puts a picture in my head. And this ain't it. <laughs> like, this just, this just fucking ain't it. <laughs> anyway, over in mm, Food Land, um, we have. The beginning of a four-track interlude. Um, all of these are just beats with um, a lot of dialogue uh, lines from, you know, a bunch of movies and stuff that I don't know all of them because he cuts in from so many different things. Uh, this one is called Poo Putt Platter, though. Um, it is... <laughs> so, genius contributor Deus Ex, who uh, annotated most of these tracks... Uh, says that it's about Doom, like, shitting on other rappers who he sees as feeding shit to their listeners, but it doesn't really show in the dialogue on this one to me. The uh, next three interlude ones, I, I was able to read much more clearly into what they were saying directly. Uh, but I do like the dialogue samples near the, like, near the end of it where you have, like, it sounds like a kid just being like, I lost an arm, and someone's like, good. <laughs> I was amused. Reminded wow. me of, uh, gave me some uh, Zelda Wand of Gamelon. Uh feelings there <laughs> you know what I'm talking about I see you laughing over there <laughs> that deserves a kiss I won <laughs> you've killed me good <laughs> that's all I have for track that. track number seven black plague Mr. Spade, Black Plague, who dares? Finna fuck this world up, who cares? Show me where the villains at who shoot theirs. Now pull your gun out, motherfucker, you scared. Ah, run and bust my gun at everyone. Black militant, reason that I carry one. Not so many Ninas, I think I better marry one. Cop get stupid, I might marry him. Black Panther murders my national anthem. Rolling in a bulletproof Bentley Phantom. Black Plague, voices spread all in your head. Screaming at once, telling you that you're dead. No, the world ain't prepared for the fire and flare. Bubonic, demonic, black smoke fills the air. Black Plague, you're screaming, you beg for mercy. No way to reason with a shark when he bloodthirsty to black black 
only thing this track is a plague on is the memory of Huey P. Newton. So, Mr. Spade's abilities. Strength, 4. Intelligence, 10. Charisma, 10. Wisdom, 5. Dexterity, 6. Resources, 6. Close combat, 4. Range combat, 8. Super abilities. Mr. Spade is able to recite powerful speeches that can unite armies and even have them destroy each other at his command. He can camouflage himself in any setting, blending himself to become invisible and undetectable. He's able to alter his own skin color and features in seconds, allowing him to appear as, his nas- as any nationality as he wishes. Mr. Spade can talk his way in and out of almost any situation with his incredible hypnotic persuasion skills. Although he tops the FBI's most wanted list, he has talked his way out of government captivity numerous times using this power. For special weapons and equipment, Mr. Spade has access to unlimited and customized uh, firearms, automatic weapons, and explosives, including surface-to-air devices and underwater warfare. He possesses a white utility van, three bulletproof Bentley Phantoms, and a black surfboard allowing him the ability of flight. Mr. Spade also possesses a specialized super megaphone for his hypnotic speeches that carries his voice over a radius of 125 miles. Known weaknesses. The peace symbol. Much like a cross is to a vampire, the peace symbol is to Mr. Spade. His powers draw from the wars and hatred around him, therefore he fears the symbols of peace. Also, cold weather and snow greatly reduce his speed and strength. Even bullets from his super guns freeze and fall out of the sky in climates under 32 degrees. Lastly, loud volumes of country music have been known to temporarily fend off his attacks. I'm just imagining a crowd of people just holding up peace signs and this dipshit crying in the street. <laughs> Woodstock would have not been for him. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, God, this hook is so fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like, there's gonna be somebody who's like, it sounds just like the last one. No, the the way Shaggy shot black flag. It's bad. Yeah. hurts hurts me ears. This is where, obviously, and we looked at each other when it happened when he mentions Black Panther. Yeah. I Okay, so, like, oh, my God. Like, I, can't, I don't even know where to begin with this. Like, I was thinking about it as, as you were going through all of that, and then it just slowly slid out of my mind. And I just reminded you. Well, no, I mean, like, it. you reminded me, but I don't have all of the things, you know? Oh, like okay. It, a, bu- a bunch of stuff exited and only one thing came back and it was just that fact. <laughs> I don't have it anymore. But okay, so like whenever he talks about like his his special ability being to give give speeches that make people do whatever. Like I'm trying to like place this because it almost sounds like he's trying to do a social commentary or something like that on the Black Panthers and it's like wow, you sound like you're almost trying to make yourself interesting but and like you know do a thing like say something with it but also the thing that you're saying just ends up being shit anyway like you end up just being a piece of shit no matter which way i look at this from because he's a super villain no no what i mean is what what i mean by that is it sounds like him the human being isham Mm -hmm. is using this character as like Ah. a a social commentary thing and it's just like Okay, so either you're a piece of shit because you are the character that you are, or you're a piece of shit because of who you are 
using this character in this manner. Uh, it's it's very much in the vein of the actual Black Panther movie where they were like, oh, hey, here's this guy who, like, all of this shit happened to him and he saw all of the bad shit that went on in his life and the way that he was abandoned by all of these structures. And then, oh, no, we're just going to make him super over-the-top bad so you know that even though he was right, he's still wrong. <laughs> That character should not have died. He was, like, literally the most... Like, that was a good movie. Don't get me wrong. But he's one of the best, most fleshed-out villains that Marvel making, ever had. Making him go... Fuck that up. Making him go from... Wow, like... My people were abandoned and just left to fucking die out here. To... What if I just expanded this machine that ruined my life and the life of everybody what if i just kept feeding that even more what the fuck it's nonsense it's a i enjoyed black panther as a movie but ultimately i feel like the things that it was saying were really stupid <laughs> like i think it just i think it just fell apart in in the way that they designed their villain and made him just a correct dude who was mad about something and just made him like cartoonishly stupid in what he tried to do after that. It's just, it's bonkers shit. It, it's, it's kind of like, uh, it, like people can't be like, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Villains can't be that level of complex. Apparently like if, if they're going to be a villain, we have to make sure that they are as villainous as possible in the things that they're doing. So, you know, like, oh, this is definitely the wrong guy, even mm -hmm. though, you know, you know, he was right. But if his actions follow what his beliefs are, then we can't really make him the villain. And our guy kind of looks like the bad guy when he fights him. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, MF Doom. Phileo rapper. <laughs> Uh, continuing this interlude of, of samples and stuff, um, my dude can certainly fillet a rapper like nobody, no one else, no one else, and give you a good meal out of it. Um, I liked the interesting use of uh, the word beets as the vegetable and also beets. Yeah, just needs some good beets, man. I also appreciated its use in that whenever uh, Mega Ran did that on Soul Veggies. Uh, in the intro to it, uh, tur turnips and beets. <laughs> it's good times. There's not a lot about these ones because, again, they are just like dialogue interludes, but they they're really good. I like them. Mm -hmm. They're they they're a good way to fill out some some of the midpoint of this album. You have anything else? I don't. A Black Plague or Phileo rapper. <laughs> <laughs> neither neither my friend we are hitting the halfway point right now track eight hostile the super villains have arrived stop talking mr club ship, just do cuts and Mrs. Spade, AK spray from parts unknown. My heart's all gone, I spark that chrome. I'm flushing any hero drama toilet I shit on. So don't piss me off and get spit on. The Cobra Commander, good guy assassinator. Everybody hater, the dark Vader, the dark side of the force. Body count them, I stack them. Got a giant black fist, swing down and bitch smack them. You can't defeat our super. These villains are too ruthless. We came to earth. 
I actually really like that hook. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the sad thing is, is my note on this one is the same thing that I've been reiterating for ever since like track four. <laughs> and I had just said I'm halfway through this album and I'm wishing that there was more to it. <laughs> Apparently on my lesson last night, I had more patience than I did today. <laughs> it's fucked up. Oh my god, we're gonna lose so many listeners. Are we? I mean, probably like three or four. Oh, whatever. That's like half of our listener base, dude. Wow, I can't believe you'd insult our <laughs> listener base like that of at least like 50 or so people. <laughs> I don't know. It's, 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 it's. I think they'll come I, here I for the uh, MF Doom reviews. <laughs> uh, probably, probably. It's the only one that I'll tell. be doing, probably. <laughs> I can't ever tell how many people actually listen to the show because I don't know how many like people like us on Facebook. We've got, I think, I don't know uh, still under 100 people on Twitter, which makes me sad. And we've Whatever. got 320-something on Instagram. So It's a niche interest, know. Mike. <laughs> clearly, clearly. But I know that there are more jugglers than that. So clearly, clearly some people are missing out. <clears throat> So, so yeah, I have Doom. Have anything else? Oh, okay. Uh, we have the uh, the third of the four uh, interludes here. Gumbo. Uh, there's a series of samples in this actually about. So wait, are these interludes like just one after another? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, four, four tracks in a row. Okay. Uh, Gumbo, a series of samples about like edible food wrappers. Uh, you know. I'm gonna take a break here real quick. I actually really like ideas like that. I appreciate any. Um, any effort to make the packaging of something like integrate that into the use of it. Like I love the idea of Tide Pods legit. Uh, I mean, I also just like the idea. I mean, laundry detergent as like a liquid is fine too. I mean, it's the same basic thing. My issue is whenever like those also come like, it's like, all right, you solve the problem of like single use packaging because it's just, it's just in the thing. Now you just use it. It's gone. Fine. It, it doesn't, have plastic waste or anything like that except for the fact that all of those come in just a larger plastic container and you have to buy a whole fucking new one when you're out of that like maybe it's less plastic but still i i feel like a refill station for it would be better but then oh, they significantly well then they'd be fucking tripping about like what have you got like a little bit extra that you're able to stuff in there it's like well, fuck you <laughs> but uh okay so there's that uh but this is obviously he's he's going on puns and stuff, you know, edible food wrappers doing the wrapper thing. Um, and he's talking about like having like substance in wraps and what he wants from them. Uh, and the the final lines of it, uh, they they say that they're hoping that these edible food wrappers will create new demand for produce, stop uh, throwing out so much garbage. And then he has a cut in where the last one is and eat more chitlins. The meaning of that, obviously, being to, you know, create more demand for quality rap, as as it is. Uh, stop throwing out so much garbage. Stop producing shit. <laughs> um, and uh, maintain the culture. Is cool. Good. Yeah. Dope shit. Anything else? Nope. Track nine. <laughs> List of demands. 
Honestly, very self-explanatory, as pretty much every other fucking song is on this. Mm-hmm. But I like this one. Um, I, I like that they do trade-offs. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. If there's one thing that at least uh, I've consistently enjoyed throughout this entire show, um, I mean, the, the history of our show, not this episode, um, is trade-offs are cool. So <laughs> this is a nice, uh, a nice little... Um, uh, departure from the overall garbage on the first, you know, three fifths of this album, and uh, and yeah, I actually like this one. Chorus is okay. Hearing Mr. Club yell, "Meet the list of demands or die," after every line is whatever. I could take it or leave it, but so there's, I actually there's don't mind a, this one. There's there's a big thing in there to uh, to consider that I I am impressed anytime that I hear a like songwriter or rapper or anything like that who is able to make um their lyrics sound natural when they sing them and that involves like you know it it involves a lot of really clever writing and stuff that is not present in that where he has like this extreme (laughs) stress on the word the for some reason which doesn't like it makes the sentence sound awkward which is why i couldn't understand what the fuck he was saying until i like looked at the name of the track and i was like okay got it because people don't talk like that and it throws off the ear when you're listening for english words <laughs> you meet the list of demons or die yeah the emphasis is on the wrong syllable syllable <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so. anything else on this one no i uh like i said i actually i do i do dig this song not not gonna lie, I don't have a whole lot of negative shit to say about it. There you go, everybody. Well, Thank over here we have the the final of the uh, four track interlude, uh, "Fig Leaf" by Carbonate. And yeah, um, this one has cuts from uh, I don't know if it was like news programs or anything like that. Talking about uh, there's there's one section where they're talking about um, like dyes used in food, specifically like like red dyes that were bad for people <laughs> i don't know if, i don't i don't know if these were actual um like news news reports or if it was like you know because they they just refer to them I, I can't remember if he does a cut in for that uh to refer to them as basically poison <laughs> but uh you know it's talking about things like you know sometimes things that are used to like pretty something up are bad for you <laughs> like really fucking and that you know it's it's just hiding something shitty that isn't isn't good. And he's talking about he's basically talking about like rappers just pulling pulling fancy tricks to make their stuff seem good, but it's like they're just feeding you trash still. And 
know, that kind of stuff. A show. He's also got a Fist of the North Star sample in there, which rules. I love Fist of the North Star. And I've I'm never so seen it, and I it. know that I need to. And uh, yeah, based on, based on everything I've seen around it, I need to see that show. And then they have clips at the end of it. I, I think that was all. I think it was still from Spider-Man stuff. Uh, Doom's been in hiding, plotting to plotting to come back and kill it in the rap game. This was also this um, just for background. Uh, this was five years after his first release. Like he had a long period in between. Wow, <laughs> that's great. So when when uh, when did this album release? Oh four. Oh okay. So yeah. a year before the one that we're talking actually talking about here. Cool. Yeah, it's in the area. Interesting. And that that ends the uh, the four track interlude. Cool. All right, let's move on to track uh, ten. Do we have to? I'd be, oh, I'm going I'd to be force kidding. you to, because this is what we're this is what we're doing here, Mike. Track ten, pussy. I need some pussy. I was hard at work all day. I need some pussy, and yeah, that's all I can say. I didn't ask you to jack me off and use my dick like dental floss. I need some pussy. Only point I'm trying to get across. Park your pussy on my dick and stop fronting. I'll beat your motherfucking pussy up like it stole some super duper villain. Snatch your pussies and spanking them. Dump them in the mud. That's how we be thanking them. Bitches love me so much they keep pictures of my nuts because they never see my face. Don't be style smacking them up. Pussy getting pussy splitting villain killing pussy. Beat him up and beat her down with the super duper pole. I need some pussy from your baby mama or your fiance. And it's my destiny to roll your bronche. I need me some pussy, some juicy rap. A pro I bet, blow a super villain like a fucking clarinet. So again, if you uh, follow me on Twitter, you probably saw my my breakdown of of this track specifically, like long after I had listened to it the one time that I did, and I was still just marveling at just I actually did not see this dipshit fucking track in the midst of all of this. We the hardest we kill people. We're so fucking bad. It's just this dipshit going spare coochie, please. The most path- it's so pathetic. It's so fucking sad. <laughs> Strength ten, intelligence four, charisma ten, wisdom two, dexterity two, resources four, close combat ten, range combat three. Super abilities. Mr. Hart has the ability to manipulate women. No known human female can resist his magnetic spell. They'll do whatever he asks of them. They become his slaves and are easily willing to die for him. He can make them even kill their own husbands for just one night with Mr. Hart. His powers are few but extremely offensive. He can withstand immense punishment in battle because he has absolutely no heart in his body. Also, his incredible strength allows him to lift just about anything. He can swat and knock any object before him away with ease. He is a giant. Regular bullets and slugs bounce off his immense frame. Special weapons and equipment. 
Mr. Hart has his harem of women, some with guns, knives, or worse. Mr. Hart is only half the battle. His powers bring forth women from everywhere, attacking for their heartless lover. He also possesses a jetpack, which allows him the ability of flight. He has a variety of firearms, as well as a weapon he calls Cupid's Bow, a crossbow-type weapon which launches arrows strapped with poison chemical bombs. Uh, okay, I was making sure that I could read this. <sighs> no weaknesses. Mr. Hart is an extreme homophobic. So much as a rainbow flag can weaken his abilities in battle. Gay soldiers, both male and female, have sent him in retreat during battle more than once. Also, major amounts of smoke has been known to throw the giant off balance and diminish his strength and powers. Smoke? (laughs) (laughs) Saw a thing recently, but there's a lot of people, mostly guys, that are like, wow, really uh, really don't like hearing all these women rappers just talking about their pussy all the time and, <laughs> and this and that and whatever. Meanwhile, it's like, look at rap entirely from ever to now. Yeah. <laughs> Male prowess is like a... a very popular talking point <laughs> in in quite a, I'm not saying all rap I'm not trying to generalize rap no no far be it from me again white kid from the suburbs it's it's a very prevalent subject though <laughs> but like let's be real even in some of the most popular like radio hits it's there mm-hmm. this is just an era of time where now women are owning that shit yeah. Props to it. Fuck this song. Uh-huh. This is... Like... And I said this earlier on, that if anybody is, like, the most, like, in, like, like enthusiastic and everything about this project, it is Lavelle. I'm not putting that, like... And I'm not knocking him for that. Everything that he is doing on these, like, he is fully committed to this character. Uh That is not a good thing here. (laughs) I fucking hate this song. I don't like anything about it. The fucking chorus is dumb. Everything, and I'm sorry, but the, the, like, powers and shit, just, no. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, all right, guys, we're making this super villains album. We're going to come up with. Can, can I be the weird rapey one? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and here we have Lavelle. <laughs> but no, this is the this is the most memorable track. <laughs> this is it. This? <laughs> yeah. This? It's the only one that's stuck in my mind for the rest of the fucking time. <laughs> that's because it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I didn't say it was good. I said memorable. Those are two completely different words. Okay. So con carne. Thank you. Um, so I'm talking a lot about living in poverty and stuff and kind of uh, kind of talking about how it still affects him even when he has money in like really weird ways. Um, there's like a, there's kind of like a joke line where he talks about like, um, oh, what the fuck was it? Um Shit, man, I've already forgotten, like, everything. (laughs) Oh, like, skipping out on the Coke part of a rum and Coke because he can't afford it. The gag being that the whiskey is more expensive, obviously. 
but like, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. Uh, he also dedicated it to uh, his brother at the end of it, who uh, passed away uh, in a car accident, actually, uh, before they really had a chance to have like the good or bad times of a career, like, is, uh, is unfortunate. Yeah. John Carney. Let's move on to track number 11. So what? So what? I'm a villain. I can face your robber to kill it. So what? Who cares? How the world is feeling? See, I don't feel shit. I got an ice cold heart. I'm a crook and a star. Fuck a billboard truck. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I got holes everywhere. Mr. the heart of fuck a fine bitch in a wheelchair. So what? You got some money. I robbed the last. And throw it to the bitch with her titties on the glass. You think you the shit? Now that you the president, just like your old ass wife. From the tip of my dick. So I actually was thinking about this one whenever I was doing my notes, and this was a very unremarkable track <laughs> until Mr. Spade's verse. Okay. The reason being is he um he does something similar to actually the track What? Way back on Bizarre from Insane Clown Posse, where he I wish I had like a a, a timestamp i mean you could literally just go to the last like third of the song and play like just play like 20 seconds of it i guess i can so he actually made something very interesting. Oh. Like, he, his verse is just a bunch of stuff that's, like, what what people could either con- like conceive as, you know, good things or tragedies or whatever, and he's like, well, so what? It's, I'm not, like, praising it as being, oh, my God, lyrics of the entire album, this is fantastic. <laughs> But the rest of this album, the, or not album, I mean, yeah, the album, but the rest of this track is very, like, unremarkable, and he just did something that was unique with it, and I'm like, yeah. okay, like, I I actually enjoy this part. It doesn't save the whole song, <laughs> but, you know, if that was the first verse, then I'd have been like, cool, I can listen to this and then skip. Uh, now I don't get to hear it at all because I'm skipping it in the first place. Supervillains released their first album. So what? <laughs> So MF Doom. Guinnesses. Uh, so this starts out with a voice clip. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's from, okay, so this is from The Adventures of the Fantastic Four, the Marvel Comics radio series. And uh, yeah, the okay. princess voice in this is fucking incredible. 
Let me just read a line here real quick, because you have... I, I don't know who the first voice is, but it's like, Princess, your voice sounds familiar. Well, it should. You see, Doom wants me to marry him, but I have to see what he has done to a peaceful world. <laughs> like, she has that voice. It's like that voice, but coming out of, like, a person who can actually do a better voice. I, I can imagine that voice coming out of Marissa Tomei, and that's that's pretty much the sound that I'm getting out of this, and I fucking loved it. Okay. Uh, it was hilarious. Um... This is actually uh, a solo track, but not by MF Doom, interestingly enough. Apparently, this is just a thing that he likes to do, is to just get a like a woman to rap on like one of his later tracks in his albums on her own without him. Hmm. Um, this was Angelica, or Star, as she is known now. Um, and <laughs> she actually has a comment, like a, she has a, um, a verified genius account. And she has a comment on it from a while ago, I think, where she was just like, these lyrics are all wrong. I need to fix this. <laughs> and presumably great. she did because it all read pretty well to me. So, OK, but yeah, um, it, it's it's dealing with it's it's about like dealing with some guy who fucking ghosted her by basically drinking it away and like. Just talking about how, you know, she has she's like. She's clearly not dealing with being without somebody very well. Um, you know, love is a battlefield, as they say. Uh, the last uh, line of the hook is actually really interesting to me because the last line of it is some chicks are just too hard to wife. Uh, it's not It's not by her. Uh, it's somebody else is doing the hooks. And it's just a very interesting thing of just imagining this like being a thing that's just playing through in her own mind through all of this, like... You know, like in the midst of a bad breakup like that, even if like some even if somewhere deep down you rationally know like, yeah, this was right. And that person sucked like you still have these whole thoughts of like, I mean, like, am I fucked up? Like, <laughs> is there something incredibly wrong with me? And maybe but also maybe it's less of a you problem. But, you know. Shit's rough, man. Oh, for real. It was a really good track, though. I liked it a lot. Cool. I should probably listen. I, I, should, I should see if she has more stuff, but I don't know if she does. Somebody in the comments was like, it's a shame that she doesn't have more stuff out there. I'm like, aw, damn. <laughs> She's fucking good. Just, just Google that shit, man. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's move on. Mm -hmm. Track number 12, I Shot the DJ. Right here, your non-stop party block. I'm your host, DJ. Who the fuck ain't broke the villains? You gotta die on the club and the radio. We bout to ride on you fake-ass DJs who wanna hate Mr. Club. Get your tables high, grab the crate. We shot the whole motherfucking party up. Tryna hit the DJ, but we kinda drunk. But we the hardest. And y'all scared like a bitch. Every minute, every hour, play the same old shit. You better pump this shit. Hey, fuck that dance. Bullets make you lean back and shit in your pants. Rock music. How about shock music? Get a real DJ before I lose it. Super villain radio every day. What the fuck did he say? And what he gon' play? No, fuck that. We gotta burn this bitch down. Yeah, DJ's bleeding all over the ground. That's the end of Mr. Club. Well, he's dead what? now, right? No. 
He shot the radio DJs. I choose to believe that Mr. Club is dead now. No, he didn't shoot himself, silly. I choose to believe that he did. So this is my favorite song on this album. I support his decision. I love this fucking track. This is not me making a joke or anything. I legitimately love this song, and any time it comes on on my list, uh, I don't skip it. I love this fucking track. Mm -hmm. Um, I did write uh, Mr. Spade, no. Okay. (laughs) Um... I think, I don't think he said the F-bomb, but I think he said something, like, close to it. And I was just like, oh, well, okay. He actually said, I would have voted for Reagan a third time. (laughs) He said, I can't wait until Donald Trump runs for president. (laughs) God. Um, Too soon. Yeah. But no, I I legit love this song. Gives me hype. So Doom. Con queso. Um My dude came up from just being kind of a weird nerd. Um but then like all of a sudden people started digging what he and his crew were doing. Uh from like his his beginnings re- dropping an album like speaking up on a lot of like issues in the black community and stuff and then moving on from there he's he got he got into like inventing his own styles and just his flow and developing all of this stuff and people people dug him and now he's he's known boom i here's the thing i I am usually not that interested in a uh in a yeah i came from nothing but i did it track but the dude is just so good like it's a story well told like that's what it's about like if if you can tell you can tell me the least interesting shit but if you do it in an interesting way i'm like damn you got fucking i'm along for the ride here we go <laughs> fair fair he does it all right that's it we're we're on we're 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 making it through we're almost through it guys <laughs> Track number 13. No thanks to me. (laughs) Hook up the cut. Dexterity, 7. Resources, 10. Close combat, 2. Range combat, 10. Super abilities. 
Mr. Diamond is able to cast piercing laser rays, boring light beams, blinding glares, and sharp cutting reflections, point blank or from hundreds of miles away. His light beams can be seen casting SV on the moon. He is able to dodge bullets with smooth diamond cut edges. He is able to blind pilots, snipers, and is undetectable to radar, as well as being able to easily scramble heat-seeking equipment. Mr. Diamond is able to slice through almost any material with his diamond cut hands and feet, and his body can withstand being crushed or smashed. Special Weapons and Equipment Mr. Diamond possesses Lethal Diamond Dust, which causes immediate death. He has unlimited wealth in any denomination. Jet boots allowing him to fly. A black cargo van, two diamond pistols, 25 diamond-encrusted Rolls Royces, and a fleet of limousines at his disposal. Known Weaknesses Mr. Diamond's powers draw from the light. He is unable to use many of his powers in the dark. Most of his rays and beams can only be cast using reflections in well-lit areas. Cubic zirconia diamonds uh, seem to burn him and cause damage. In the few places where money is not used as currency, most of all his powers have little to no effect. Hold on a second. Is... Is he just, I'm gonna get you, sucker, but in a villain form? That was the one where, like, it's fake ice that's killing people. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I believe in I'm gonna get you, sucker. Like, the plot of it is that somebody is putting out, like, like fake jewelry on the streets. It's killing brothers. <laughs> It's a black exploitation movie, you know. I mean, I I can imagine <laughs> based on based on how you're describing it. Yeah. Um, I do want to. Okay, real quick, I am going to point out. I I mentioned uh, way back that I was like, I'm not going to say like the the like associations and stuff like that. But his are just silly, so I need to. Okay. Um. So his real name. Uh, Unamas Crescibo Devon Salomo Diamondaire the 17th. What the fuck? Yeah. Known aliases, the multi-billionaire, the Diamond Man, Big Shine. A place of origin, parts unknown. Known relatives, one father, one grandfather, 14 great-grandfathers, all still living. Uh, known associates, loyalties, juggalos, that's for all of them. Uh, oh. Hair color, ruby red. Eye color. Emerald green. Ooh. He's 6'3". Weight, 686,000 carats. Approximate age, 114. So these guys are all affiliated with Juggalos. Yes. You're like, what if we made absolute pieces of shit? But you know what? We're all still down with the Juggalos. Yes, of course. <laughs> God. God. This one's... I'm, I'm actually a bit disappointed because Mr. Diamond is, like, one of the ones where his verses were honestly, like, some of the most consistent ones on here. And I was like, okay, well, I want to hear his track. And his track is kind of boring. Why is his, like, close combat so low when he's got, like, diamond-cutty hands? And he's, I don't he's know. A I, I was thinking about that, too. You know how hard it is to cut diamonds? I think we know how hard it is to cut fucking diamond. It's pretty hard. Maybe it's just like his his like proficiency in actual fighting is not great. <laughs> yeah, I guess. He didn't he didn't lose use learn the skills of CQC from Big Boss. Of course. But he got guns and a laser pointer, so. Oh well, yeah. I guess there's that. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew. 
Rap snitch knishes. I actually don't know how to pronounce that. I actually just was just looking up pronunciation guys. I'm like, how do I pronounce this? And I got like three different answers. So uh, <laughs> this is such a good fucking track. This track fucking rules. Like, go listen to this track as soon as we're done here. Um, awesome guitar lines in the samples. Just really fucking cool. But um, this is a track about rappers dropping lines about actual crimes that they do and basically testifying against themselves on their tracks. Uh, so yeah, whenever you're uh, whenever you're rapping about crimes and stuff, keep it fictional. Um, it's it's for the best. Even if you want to, if if you really really want to rap about an actual crime that you did, uh, f- don't just don't. Um, and you know, just make sure that you uh, just don't don't admit to it. On an album. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> That's a stupid idea. <laughs> because uh, this is like a thing that has historically happened. Like a person literally just having just themselves on the track testifying in court <laughs> that they definitely did the thing. <laughs> and, and it's got it's got a lot of really cool stuff. This one is a um, I haven't mentioned any of the features on this because I forgot to look them up and write them down. Uh, but this does have a feature on it and it has a really good hook uh, in it. This is another one of the few tracks that has a hook. And goddamn, it's so fucking good and also just hilarious as a concept. And yeah, it rules. Hmm. Cool. That's all I got for that. All right, then. Track 14, Danger. I'm your role model, then do like me, kid, and blow the fucking block up like I did. I'm fucking dangerous. This ain't no pussy rap. Which rookie should we clap? Burning everything on the map. We fucking dangerous. Got nothing big to say. I hope you all die. Fire rocks and coming from the sky. Fucking dangerous. Knives in a mosh pit. Super duper heat when I bust. Super deranged, demented, and dangerous. Danger, danger. Hasn't he said that before? What? Black Militant. That was like somewhere yes. from... Does he say that a lot throughout this? Because again, I didn't pay much attention. Uh, so I think that that might be one of his like... Favorite openers? Uh, it's uh, known aliases. Yeah, that's one of them too. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, since we since we're thinking about that, known aliases: the Black Plague, you the Black Militants, Leonardo de Black Rio. Oh my god. Uh, track. Eh. Okay. Uh, Doom. What you got for this one? Oh, you didn't have any. Uh, vomit spit. Uh, nice keys on that one. Uh, this is actually where. Okay, so this this is one where it's like again, it's it's amazing how I can listen to a dude rap about like being real and shit and that's what he's talking about but actually be interesting about it and again that's that's the effect of a story well told the dude is so good at like his wordplay and just he just flows so well (laughs) like he's compelling to listen to i fucking love it that's it not a whole lot but enough cool cool all right Track 15, it's over. Yeah, it is. 
Super villain, supernova, no this ain't Jehovah Witness, even recognize when it's over Mr. Spade, the flamethrower, deadly spit venom like a black marble cobra Ninja skills give me incredible stealth, immortal health, impeccable wealth It's over, I push the button, the government said they saved you, I laugh cause I know they wasn't Ain't nobody left to kill, we murdered everybody, super villain's new political party It's O-V-E-R, ride you to death like hee-haw Pandemonium, I'm at the podium, hit him with the shade, fade the black mind over them, dead body folding them, mentally molding them, Mr. Diamond hit them with the shing, ice cold in them. Ain't no reason to respond, it's over! It's over. Yeah. So, Mike, uh, yeah. you showed me the back of that uh, booklet. Yes. Where it said, coming soon. Su- superheroes. The very end of uh, this song, uh, I believe the last person is Mr. Diamond, and he says, uh, like, nothing to do except wait for the heroes. Mm-hmm. And... It sounds like there was supposed to be a counter group for this that allegedly would have been Twisted, Blaze, and I think ABK. Oh, okay. Which would have made me think like, oh, well, could they have referenced Conker and he could have been like, maybe he used to be a villain and then they kicked him out or something like that. I thought it was just going to be the same guys doing a whole new thing and the reason that it didn't happen was that Esham got super confused and was like didn't we just do that album <laughs> weren't we the good guys I'm, I don't understand <laughs> no it's supposed to be the other people on the label and it didn't happen huh. I'll go into more um, fallout from this album uh, once we're done Oh. Is is there anything else from from one MF Doom? Of course, I picked an album with the exact same number. With of the exact same, I was hoping you did. <laughs> uh, okay, here's here's an important note before I actually get into this. Um, MF Doom uh, titled all of these tracks in a similar way to like how Mortal Kombat does all of their stuff. So like anything that starts with a C, it starts with a K instead. Which is great, including cool. this last track, Cookies. Uh, he picks up the pace in this track. It's a it's a it's a nice nice move in one. Uh, to talk about cranking it, song about song about beating off. Uh, that that is entirely what it is. Um, <laughs> lots of references to cookies and different sweets and stuff, but in talking about women instead in that case. But he's mostly talking about like jacking it to porn on the internet um, and getting caught. <laughs> Uh, there's a really good like series of lines where he's talking about like how he's not into like a series of of, of snack foods, but all of them are crackers. So he's probably just re- t- referring to white people. <laughs> but like also, it's like it's got layers to it, right? Because he's talking about like he's not into like Ritz bits and saltines and all that stuff. And then he goes on to like chips ahoy and chocolate chunk, and he like. He's talking about like not just you know the identif- the identifying thing of like crackers and then you know cookies and stuff, but he's also talking about like the 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 shape and the texture of them because you know crackers are always just like flat and stuff. Well, like a, a nice chips ahoy or a chocolate chunk is it's, it's got the chunk. <laughs> you sound 
so fucking white there. <laughs> I mean, dog, I'm talking about cookies. <laughs> what the fuck do you want? <laughs> I don't have words right now, man. It's uh. I was up till four in the fucking morning. <laughs> It's brilliant. I love this track. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> and that, that is Super Villains. So, fallout from this. This was not what people anticipated from Psychopathic. I have not seen anybody say that they love this record. I've seen some people say like, oh yeah, they were they did something and it was kind of cool. No, no one has ever said this is their favorite record from Psychopathic. If they have, they're lying. This was the last project that Isham did with Psychopathic. I think he may have been featured on like guest stuff. Um, but this is the last thing that he was doing like as a full member of something. Um, same as Lavelle. In, uh, I think it was 2006, both left the label due to their own reasons. They were probably justified. Now, Supervillains have an unofficial second album called It Ain't Safe No More. It was part of Isham's bomb-ass podcast. You can find the entire thing online. It was, I believe, some solo Isham tracks some remixes of songs from this album, as well as some other Supervillains tracks that I'm assuming were made during the same era. I don't think that they were made after this album came out. That has the, again, Notorious Slow Your Roll track on it. We will not talk about that album. It's not Ooh. something that was put out by Psychopathic officially. I've never listened to the whole thing. Again, we listened to one verse of Slow Your Roll. So we're not going to cover that. Don't ask. It's not happening. I uh, dodged care. a bullet on that one. I, I have no desire to check it out. So, <sighs> sorry, not sorry. Lavelle, once leaving Psychopathic, had a number of disses towards him, uh, towards, or towards him, uh, towards Psychopathic, I think mostly towards Violent J. I thought you were just going to say disappeared forever. <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot of other info after, like, he left. Um, now... Fast forward about 10 years and rumblings of potential supervillains um, reunions started happening. Oh, boy. In 2018, at I think it was Hollow Wicked, there was a banner that dropped that had the SV logo. And in 2019, it was the Supa Gathering. Violent J, Shaggy Tudope, and Isham reunited and performed as supervillains. Now, there is a compilation that was released uh, two years ago at this point called Hit List. It is a supervillains album. It does not have a single song from this record. <laughs> All it is uh, is tracks that were a combination of Esham with Violent J, Shaggy Too Dope, or Insane Clown Posse. I think it's like 19 So they're not actually supervillains tracks specifically. No. no. <laughs> like it has it has uh Chop Chop way back from Beverly Kills. Did they uncensor it? That I don't know. I don't own the CD because 
I already own all of these songs because they're all stuff that was put out on Psychopathic. Oh, God. There's another song. We haven't talked about it yet, and I think we will whenever we get to the features thing because I think I have the track. Um, it's, it's fairly explicit. I'm just going to say it's called Cunt Killers. God. And I don't even think that's on that uh, that compilation. But literally all it is is just songs that they did on Psychopathic or that were on Psychopathic releases. They're not the super villain stuff from this that we've covered. <laughs> now, it sounds like Lavelle is never going to be included in, in this group again. That's probably honestly for the best. Yeah. It sounds like Supervillains is going back to being the original idea that they had planned for. But there is no no else to, to speak of. What's the original was, idea that they planned for? Just the thing that they call it whenever these three people specifically are rapping on a track? Yes. In a similar way to how I joke about anytime I hear Blaze and ABK on a track, I'm like, drive by. Oh, classic drive-by track. <laughs> yes, exactly. I should also note, though, that in 2019, there was uh, the Hallow Wicked single was a brand new SV track called Ricochet. Um, it is available to stream and everything, and it's not bad. Hmm. Um, you can also spend $40 for the track on its own on Psychopathic merch because that's what they want to charge you for a fucking CD <laughs> single. Also, I need to talk. I, I just need to mention really quickly, just for a second. Uh, since you since you mentioned the Supervillains logo, and I'm sitting here looking at it uh, on my screen right now, this graphic design is my passion ass logo that they have here. <laughs> you mean this this graphic design is my passion that I'm also going to get tattooed on my on my hand? <laughs> yeah, Shaggy Tudo, Shaggy Tudo, and Violent J have this tattooed on on their hand. God, yeah, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. So. Before we like actually finalize this, buddy, I want you uh-huh. to play me samples of your three favorite MF Doom tracks on this record. Because okay. I, I have a peaked interest right now, and I want to hear a little bit of it. So go All ahead right. and do do like Let we do normal. Play, play about a minute so here, or here's play the up problem. to the chorus. I don't have any of this prepared. You son but, of a bitch. But... Through the magic of editing, I will have them in a moment. All right, so here is uh, here here's one of my favorites. Here, this is this is right. beef rap. It actually has a long intro to it. <laughs> a lot of these two. Through the power of editing, I could also cut to the track part of it. You could. Yeah. But we'll wait. We'll see how long it is because I don't remember. Now, where's MF Doom? Where was he based out of? London. Of course, my friend. Oh, okay. Uh, he he grew up in New York, though. Oh, okay. So he he is very much an East Coast New York rapper, but uh, okay. he, he's he's from London. And he uh, lived in London for most of his life because he couldn't get uh, he couldn't actually come back to America for a long time because of uh, immigration stuff or whatever. That'll do it. Yeah. Next morning I went to store. Beef rap could lead to getting teeth capped or even a reef from armed dudes for some beef crap. 
I suggest a change of diet It can lead to high blood pressure if you're fried Or even a stroke, heart attack, heart disease It ain't no starting back once arteries start to squeeze Take the easy way out, phony Until then, they know they wouldn't be talking that baloney in the bullpen So disgusting, part itself as I discuss this They talk a wealth of shit and they ain't never seen the justice Bust this like a cold milk from out the toilet Two batteries, some Brillo and some foil, he'll boil it You'd be better off in PC glued And it's a feud, so don't be in no TV mood Every week it's mystery meat, seaweed stewed Food, we need food He wears a mask just to cover the raw flesh A rather ugly brother with flows that's gorgeous Drop dead joints, hit the whips like bird shit They need it like a hole in their head or a third tip Her bra smell, it's yeah. hard to say Like I said, uh, most of these do not have any uh, hooks in them Just, Just flow Yep that's beef rap, though. Um, All right. Up next, I'm going to play a little Deep Fried Friends. I appreciate how clean his vocals sounded compared to... As you call them, they call you when they need something. Trees for the blunt, to G's for the front. I found a way to get peace of mind for years and left the hell alone. Turn a deaf ear to the cellular phone. Send me a letter or better, we can see each other in real life. Just so you can feel me like a steel knife. At least so you can see the white of their eyes Bright with surprise once they finish spitting lies Associates is your boys, your girls, bitches, niggas, homies Close, but really don't know me Mom, dad, comrade, peeps, brothers, sisters, duns, dunnies Some come around when they need some money Others make us laugh like the Sunday funnies Fan be around whether you pay the bummy You can either ignore this advice or take it from me Be too nice, some people take you for a dummy So nowadays he ain't so friendly Actually they wouldn't even made a worthy enemy Read the signs, no feeding the baboons Seeing as how they got your back bleeding from the stab wounds Y'all know the dance, they smile in your face Y'all know the glance, try to put them on, they blow the chance Never let your so-called mans know your plan A show of hands is a term some people use loosely I'm real so, yeah. I, d- I dig that, that's... Yeah, man <laughs> I like that a lot If I would have uh, thought about it uh, beforehand I probably would have grabbed Guinnesses for this But I fucking forgot in the minute or so that i had to think about this but it's all uh, good instead let's uh let's just go on to to my third one in this case rap snitch conditions yo yo mf doom mr fantastic mr. fantastic villain what up nigga ain't nothing what's the word it's cracking boy same old shit kid man day, rap know? snitches man shit is bugged out man what the fuck man niggas running their mouth oh. telling anything Anything. Rap snitches telling all their business, sit in the court and be their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here. Fuck around, get the whole label sent up for years. Uh, rap snitches telling all their business, sit in the court and be their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here. Fuck around, get the whole label sent up for years. Uh, Tight profile, low, like eight and paid in full. Attract heavy cash, cut the game centrifugal. Mr. Fantastic, long though like elastic. Got my life with twin that's made out of plastic Can't stand a brown nose and nigga fake ass bastard Admiring my style, tall bust through Manhattan Plotting, playing the quickest My flow's the sickest, my hoes be the thickest My drove the stickiest Street nigga, stamped and bonafide When beef jump niggas come get me Cause they know I ride True to the ski mask, New York's my origin Play a fake gangster like an old accordion According to him, when the D's rushed in Complication from the wild, testimony was thin Cause this man to go up north, the boy hit him again Lame rap Snitch nigga even told on the Mexican Rap snitches telling on their business Mr. Fantastic has such a good voice <laughs> So good That was good So yeah, those, those, are, those are three of mine 
I like I, this. Okay, let me because I did write like a quick overall thing on this. It's a really fucking good album. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the, the man's got excellent flow, wordplay, and it's just some solid New York rap. I fucking love it. Down with that. I dig it. So then, if I'm going with my three that I'm picking from Furious, I Shot the DJ is definitely probably the number one track for me. Uh, I'd probably go with List of Demands. And honestly, The Van. I don't know why, but I think that those are the three that I would go with. And it shouldn't be any surprise, but the track that I'm getting rid of is Mr. Hart's solo track. Because it's unnecessary in every uh, form and fashion. So, that's it. That's Supervillains. That's Furious. We will never have to talk about it again. Whoo! Thank God. I did, uh, I did write one note regarding this album in my notes at oh. the very end, and it just says oh. Supervillains suck shit. Um... <laughs> And there you have it. <laughs> I didn't completely abdicate my responsibilities. It's okay. It's I don't okay. think I did at all. I covered an entire album for this. <laughs> and still managed to have stuff to say about the other one. Well, everyone, you can tell us what you think of <laughs> Supervillains Furious and our... Um, crack reporting of it <laughs> i i promise that this will probably be the only time that i do this i like i'm i won't lie i'm trying to think of like other stuff that's going to come up over time and i don't think that there's an album that i will detest nearly as much <laughs> um for another six or seven years in psychopathic's history like, like, here, here's the amazing thing because like we made it through 333 and i'd rather just do that album again because oh. we, weirdly enough that album was painful to sit through because it's just unbearably dull mm -hmm. but it's just unbearably dull this is like this aggressively does not want me to listen to it like <laughs> mm -hmm. and and this is the thing and and the feelings mutual I, like i said I actually don't mind the production of this album. I think that it has good stuff with it. It's just lyrically, I I, I wanted something different. And, and any, I st didn't any get stuff it. that's really good in it is just dragged down by just the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, like me. it's honestly that's what it is. And like I said, this is for me like a lower tier psychopathic album. And but but I don't have anything else that I dislike it dislike as much. As it, I mean, 333 was pretty low. Yeah. Um, and whenever we eventually get to them, there is a DJ Clay mixtape that I really have a lot of fucking anger towards. <laughs> oh boy. Um, like, I, I remember, it's, it's one of those where I legitimately felt pissed off that I paid for it. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, so that's the thing. And when we get there, we'll get there. It'll probably be in a couple years podcast time but i'll make sure that i pointed the fuck out so you'll know but you guys and gals listening can let us know what you think of this album and how we felt about it on the various social media platforms we've got a facebook 
Juggalo Judgment. We've got a Twitter. At Juggalo Judgment. We've got Instagram. Juggalo Judgment. We also have email. Juggalo Judgment at gmail.com. You could even hit us up on our personal accounts on Twitter at Schmeave. And at Mike Spawn, the S E J. You can also hit me up on my personal Instagram at Straight Edge Juggalo. And yeah, chat with me. I like bullshitting about this stuff because I don't have a life. <laughs> so. Don't talk to me about this album. <laughs> no. Talk, talk to me about, to us about anything MF else. Doom. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me more MF Doom stuff to listen to because, like, I. I was assigned an MF Doom album a very long time ago to listen to. Uh, it was actually a King Ghidorah album, uh, and I really liked it. And I never uh, got around to doing much more of it until I was like, what if I listen to like a real super villain for this episode instead of these fake ass bitches? <laughs> and yeah, it was well, a good experience for me. They were forced to turn back. Well, with that, there's only one last, one last thing to do. Finish your fagos. Peace out, y'all. Later. Shaitan never came so ill. He got skill. Met a brother from the grill that gave my spine chills. All 33 nerves controlling my curves. Common sense just swerved every time I got served. Stress, frustration, empty rhetoric. Cold as winter in Connecticut. Compassion like in deficit. Thought it was love like sent from above. You're not a soulmate. With ways and actions of a primate. Who by lower senses coming faker than extensions.